0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Mentors and Milestones. I'm your host, Tatiana Green, here with a brand new conversation with another Take Stock and Children alumnus. His name is Nicholas Legere Harris, and he hails from Hillsborough County, where he participated in the Take Stock and Children program at the Hillsborough Education Foundation. I had the opportunity to learn more about Nicholas's story, and this 2019 graduate has some inspiration for all of us and especially our students. Now let's hear how Nicholas found Take Stock.
1: I got involved with Take Stock when I was 12 years old originally. Um, there had been an uh, unfortunate happening in my life. I had uh, lost my mother to lymphoma and that really put a lot of strain on my family, especially out of all my siblings, I was the one who always wanted to go to college and you know, it was kind of my dream. So we had a family member who put us in contact with uh, the Hillsborough Education Foundation here in Tampa. And they ended up putting, you know, thought I was a good candidate for take stock. And it was kind of off to the races from there. I got my uh, my first scholarship exactly one year after my mother's passing. Um, I remember we were going to officially receive it and kind of realized that it had been a year. And uh, yeah, haven't slowed down since then.
0: Wow. Thank you for sharing that, Nicholas. And, you know, condolences is always something that's sensitive to us as family to lose family. And we have other take stock students and alumni who've experienced similar circumstances. How would you say you were able to persevere in the midst of you dealing with the grief of losing your parent, your mother and going into this program? Like what gave you hope to keep going?
1: Uh, it was really just the people around me whether it being my siblings my grandparents uh my mentor who I developed an extremely close relationship with over the years or even uh, something as small as a teacher who you know knew my situation and asked you know hey how are you doing today it was always the small gestures all the way to the biggest things that you know people would do something for me and I would just say I, I could never ask you to do that and uh I-, I really learned over the years at a young age that People step up to the plate and, you know, they'll go bad for you. Thousand, you know, won't let you down. They'll try their hardest for you if you just trust them that they will. So that's kind of was the biggest story. I give all the credit to where I am now and how I've been able to persevere to the people around me.
0: Yeah, that's a beautiful testament to that, to have that village around you, to make sure that you're supported at that young age and to keep going and pursuing your goals. When you were growing up, did your mother ever encourage you and your siblings to pursue college or consider college? Was that ever a conversation amongst you all?
1: Both my parents were always very much the mindset of, you know, you know, follow your dreams. Like, they never wanted to shul any of us into anything particularly. Um, you know, my father, he worked a blue-collar job. My mom, she had several jobs over the years. But they never thought, you know, hey, you either need to do what I do or are not allowed to do what I do. They always you know. And I come from a large family, five siblings in total. So. There's going to be people who want to do different things. But yeah, my mother was definitely the most supportive of my academic aspirations just because, you know, we did grow up uh, lower class and paying for college isn't something that is easy, especially, you know, if you have five other or four other children. So, um, but she was always kind of had the mindset of, you know, hey, if it's something you want to do, we'll figure it out somehow. And, you know, eventually one day we did.
0: You just mentioned like you and your siblings growing up and, and the circumstances that you had, like um, what was something that you aspired to when you became older? Like, what did you want to be when you were growing up?
1: Actually, I, I wanted to be an artist when I grew up. Uh, I was always kind of like an art kid. And uh, I actually, like when you're in kindergarten and you do like the little books of what do I want to be when I grow up? I I still have it in the other room, actually. It's, I was, uh, I wanted to be an artist and it was what I wanted to do. And uh, I wanted to you know be a painter and You know, somewhere along the way, I found out that that doesn't pay the bills, but it's just a hobby now. I, you know, I still paint, I decorate my apartment with my paintings. So it's something I held on to.
0: And I'm sure that will take you somewhere, you know, it's as long as you keep pursuing something that you're passionate about. But we're going to get into your career and life milestones in a little bit. But let's backtrack to your early days in the Take Stock and Children program in Hillsborough County. And how was it like um, being part of the process, um, meeting your mentor at that, that first time you got a chance to meet them? Were you nervous? Were you excited? How were you feeling?
1: I was petrified. I was so i was always a really shy kid um you know it was just funny because I'm, I'm quite tall you know quite uh you know physically big but i always try and like hide away like as a kid i try to hide behind people and stuff i'm not very outgoing so and you know what had happened recently in my life it was very very intimidating you know i have to meet this new person and you know meet with them every week and i always they say yeah, his name's lynn my mentor you know kudos to him he showed up every week for five years. And he, early on, he was the one who really wanted to garner that relationship with me. And, you know, he built that rapport. He tried extremely hard and he succeeded ultimately.
0: We love that you had a long uh, relationship with your mentor in the program. What's his name? So we can show him some love and support. His
1: name's uh, Lynn Hauser. Uh, he's a very close friend and mentor to this day. Uh, actually at 2.30 uh, today, I'll be going and having lunch with him. So we still stay in contact.
0: Love that. And over the course of your time in the Take Stop program, um, what was a memorable lesson that you learned from your mentor?
1: The most memorable lesson, just because it was another point of hardship in my life. So, whenever I was in my junior year of high school, I lost my father. Um, he passed away and uh, Lynn was there for me. I, you know, I had a complicated relationship with my dad between my mother's passing and his passing. And I think I'm a someone who believes that having, you know, for a young man, having a good male role model in your life is really important. And Lynn was always that for me. And uh, I remember that meeting after, you know, after uh after my father passing, that first meeting I had with Lynn. He he just told me that you know everything I felt at that moment was understandable. He said, I you know I don't need you to explain it. Just know that if you're feeling it, it's the right thing to feel. And that was something that kind of stuck with me, just because I spent a lot of time, especially as a child, fighting the feelings I was. Feeling. I shouldn't feel this way. I ought to feel this way. And it was nice to hear from somebody. yet. no, it's okay. However, it is, it's okay.
0: Those are life skills, right there, in that emotional awareness, even at a young age, to have someone to help. You process your feelings and your emotions, and to remind you that your feelings are okay and walk through that is amazing. Because some adults, unfortunately, they didn't have that resource. And so it keeps them from being able to really live a fulfilling life because they haven't got a chance to explore the range of their natural emotions. So I'm so thankful that you had a mentor like Lynn to help you with that. To that point, why do you think having a mentor or mentors is so important throughout life?
1: I know a lot of people they cite the com you know a scenario, well, what if they have no one else? You know what if you know you have no one else to go to? It could be your only positive resource. But even beyond that, and that's you know we could talk all day about you know those scenarios where someone only really has one positive person in their life. But having multiple perspectives is really important, too. like i I mentioned earlier, my my grandparents are very close with them and you know, I love them both very much very close and they give me advice all the time. But sometimes, you know, it's nice to hear a different take on things. You know, we'll maybe, you know, look at it from this perspective or, or what I would personally do is this. You know, it just gets you thinking. Um, and I think thinking through things is really important. Overanalyzing is, that's a different story. But, you know, just jumping into things isn't always the thing to do. And to stimulate that thought process of, you know, how I should go about this, a mentor can really help with that. You
0: know. We're in that that time of year where students are, you know, applying for college, they're applying for scholarships. Um, tell us more about like what it was like to go through that college application and scholarship application process. Did you get help from take stock staff or your mentors while you were doing that?
1: In high school, I did the international baccalaureate program, IB program, and that was a huge resource for me just because you're so like in the trenches about it. It's very rigorous. But I, when it came to that college application process, I just felt like I had so many tools at my disposal, whether it was TakeStock, whether it was my high school grad or, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my uh, high school uh, guidance counselor or my mentor, just because I was surrounded by a hundred other kids and we all wanted to go to college and that was all our next step. So there was, so, and everyone knew, oh, you can go here and do this, go here, and do that. So there's so many resources at my disposal. That, you know, I had people... <clears throat> in the foundation at Hillsborough Education Foundation intake take stock, mentor, who I knew I could just give a phone call if I had a question. It was never even, I never even felt like I was bothering anybody with that stuff.
0: What were some of the steps that you had to go through um, to apply first for these schools and scholarships? Did you have to go through like the school or like walk us through that?
1: One of the more interesting things, just because I was in IB and all of us were doing it was they would just Sit like we would take entire like classes. Like it was like, oh, it's not history today. Today was just college application day because you're all doing it anyways. So it was kind of nice in that way where you know I had you know a teacher or a guidance counselor on my shoulder. If I had a question, hey, you know what does this mean? and So that really eased up on on all the you know applying for college. You know, how do I do Common App? Do I do Coalition App? You know, does this school have like some random application that I need to submit? What do I need to give to these people? You know, all that stuff is can be so overwhelming if you just try to tackle it without a plan um, or without any help. So it was nice to know that, you know, I had someone over my shoulder all the time, no matter what I was doing, that had seen it before, knew what it was about and could, you know, it was for them, it was as easy as like one, two, three, you know, I, I you know, let's, let's do this, get it out of the way.
0: Y'all can not see it, but my mouth dropped like what you had class dedicated to applying for college. Whoa. Was that same um, energy applied to applying for scholarships?
1: I really wish it was. I like, Cause I had obviously my involvement in take stock at the Hillsborough Education Foundation, but you know, that only lit a fire underneath me. I, and uh, I applied to several other scholarships when I was in high school, you know, it was, that was just a habit I built. And I wish that it was emphasized more just because there's so many scholarships out there that no one's applying to. There's, you know, they have three applicants, you know, why, why isn't, you know, just shoot your shot. Maybe, you maybe you'll get it. Even if you don't think you're the most qualified, they got to give it to somebody. And I, unfortunately, I do remember the only thing they would do, at my high school is if you went to the guidance counselor's office they had a one piece of paper pinned on the wall that had uh that was that month's like scholarships in the state and i felt like i was the only person that ever went and looked at the paper sometimes i feel like it could have been a little more emphasized but that was just my opinion that's because that's you know kind of how i went about paying for college
0: yeah so so did you secure any of those scholarships that you applied for
1: yeah, I got a few. It was actually it was enough actually that I ended up being able to pay for my room and board uh, all the way through um, college, uh, doing that. So yeah, it was a uh, and you know it was kind of a nice surprise, just kind of you know getting an email. There's it it's it's a unique feeling getting an email. And you just go suddenly like oh that's red for like three months. Like it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean like that ties into the advice that we need to give to our college bound students like keep applying because you do have other costs outside of tuition you have books you have room and board you need to eat <laughs> it goes
1: a yeah, long way yeah it, it's it's more than anyone would ever realize i i ended up going in with obviously the scholarship i received to take stock but i also had because of uh you know i was in foster care at the end of my uh, high school experience uh in the state of florida your tuition is completely paid which if anybody here uh, listening if you're in foster care in the state of florida your tuition is free at any state institution until you're 28 years old i always thought it was absurd how difficult it was to do even though it's clear as day this is how it's supposed to be done but even with all that stuff there were so many other expenses that you know i found out like oh i have to you know eat every month that's a thing (laughs) absolutely
0: well i'm my mind is blown right now but i'm I know that we have other foster students in the program. So mentors, parents, even if you're a student, like if you are in foster care, there is no shame in that. Get the resources that you need. The, the state of Florida provides that. And so Nicholas is a testament to that. Go get that money.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Take care of yourself. That's so that's so awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Was there any advice, any other advice that you'd like to give to other students about college readiness?
1: Don't sweat it too much. Just because I know a lot of people and it's like it's a, like a meme almost at this point, whenever like your high school teacher says like that won't fly in college. At that stage in your life going into college, you're growing so much, you're changing so much that like you don't even have to worry about like, oh, I have to like get it. I have to fix this before I go to college. Like it's gonna work out. Like you're gonna grow and get better at things and you know, go on. And I genuinely think a lot of people think that the college application process is flawed. And I'm not saying it's without issue, but I'm saying if you were good enough to get in, you're good enough to graduate. You know, I know life happens, you know, unforeseen things, but, you know, just keep trying at it. Effort is 99% of the battle. So, you know, I can't, I never like, I can't stand it when people say like, well, I'm not, it's not good enough. Or like, I I can't do it. Like, what do you mean you can't do it? Have you tried every single thing? And so that would just be my advice, you know, try it and believe in yourself a little bit.
0: That's right. Wise motivation for someone who's been through it, and you graduated not too long ago from UCF, if I'm correct.
1: Yes, University of Central Florida. Go Knights!
0: Okay, tell us about that experience. Why did you choose um, the University of Central Florida?
1: Uh, Ultimately, it came down to the distance. I wanted to go out and do my own thing. Uh, You know, living in Tampa, you know, USF—it's a great school, but it's in my backyard. You know, like. I, it's, it's not real. I'm not really sitting out at that point. And Orlando was just far enough that I could go do my own thing, but you know, Hey, when things go wrong, I could just drive back home, you know, help me solve this. So that was ultimately the biggest aspect. And another really large thing that influenced my decision was I have uh, two best friends that I've known since I was five years old. We went to elementary school, middle school, high school together, and we ended up going through college together. Um, Because they both went to UCF.
0: Did they have the same major or you all had different majors, but still hung out together?
1: We all started out as different majors. Uh, Two of us started out in engineering and one started out in computer science. Now I I did management. Uh, Another one, he's finishing up his finance degree. Another one's doing financial technology. So we all kind of, you know. We got a little closer academically as time went on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. That's interesting how that works, right? Like sometimes, you know, like you said, you're growing as you get into college and sometimes you change your mind, you change your degree. Like, so it's all good.
1: The average person changes their degree, like something like three times. So when people are like, oh, I had to change my degree. Oh, well, I did it twice. It doesn't. Doesn't matter.
0: The point is you finish. And you have more to go after this, right? You said your upcoming milestone. Let us know what you're doing next in the education
1: space. So my next educational milestone, I hope to get into University of South Florida, USF here at Tampa, and into their MBA program. I know some people aren't the biggest about setting uh, you know, dates for their goals, but I'm a big believer in it. So I say by this time next year, I believe I'll be enrolled in the University of South Florida's MBA program.
0: All right, take stock nation. Let's believe with Nicholas, with him. Let's send him positive vibes, prayers, good thoughts, all those things. <laughs> we're behind. Yeah, you.
1: Be accountable too.
0: Absolutely, and keep us updated. You know, like takes when you're in take stock your family. We want to keep that momentum going and celebrate our alumni all year long. So thank you for that. Um, so tell me more about your college experience. Did you have um, a mentor at the college level? Did you attain new mentors as you were going into that?
1: Yeah, I had um, one professor in particular. I regret I didn't take his class sooner, but because it was actually uh, the beginning of my senior year, I took his class. It was a social entrepreneurship, and uh, he was Professor Blevins. That class was absolutely amazing to me because I I I got my certificate in entrepreneurship as well as my uh, degree. And, you know, a lot of these entrepreneurship classes, you know, they're about, you know, the cutting edge of, you know, what it is in business, you know, how do you make a startup all this social entrepreneurship is the cross between old school philanthropy and new school startups. Mm -hmm. And the way he taught the class and just, it spoke to me a lot and taking that class really reinvigorated that. And that reminded me like, Hey, you know, this is a big goal you have after you graduate. Speaking with him, he learned my story. He thought it was, you know, incredible. And he was there every step of the way to kind of channel all that I had gone through into something positive and, you know, say, hey, you know, you got through it. Now, what can you do with it? He was probably the most significant mentor I had in college.
0: That's a really good, I guess, ending note to your last year in undergrad. That's really cool. So is that inspiring your career aspirations?
1: Yes, it did. Uh, You know, I had kind of my career aspirations. It changes. It feels like weekly sometimes, you know, what I want to do. Um, But that kind of put some stability to it. And that, you know, I kind of, ever since that class, there's always been that underlying, uh, you know, feeling that, you know, whatever I do, I want to be giving back in some way. You know, even if it's, you know, hey, I do this, but, you know, I have enough time in my schedule where I can go do something else and give back or if I can integrate it into what I do for a living to be better. It just kind of established that in me that giving back to people and helping those that, you know, I see a little bit of myself in or who are going through hardships that I feel like I went through. That's just a big part of my character as I've grown.
0: Absolutely. So we often ask our alumni this question: how has take stock and children impacted your life? And so if you can fill in the blank for me at the end of this statement, I'll I'll give it to you. Because of take stock, I can
1: because of take stock, I can hope for a better future, not only for myself, but for others. Take stock's already done so much to influence my life. And I know they are doing great work for people, you know, that I'll never have the opportunity to meet, you know, so many people out there. But take Talk also gave me the tools that I could help others. You know, I could stand up to the plate or step up to the plate and, you know, do something as well. So that's what takes stock has done for me.
0: Wonderfully said. We appreciate it. And we appreciate your heart to give back as well. I know you're you're in your career now. What are you doing today in your
1: career? So my current title is I'm the Rental Sales Coordinator at Air Centers of Florida. Uh, It's an industrial equipment company. We sell uh, air compressors to companies you've heard of like Blue Origin, SpaceX, uh, Disney World. We joke often that, you know, compressed air is the fourth utility. So, you know, I kind of, I get to see a little bit of everything in my job. I, I enjoy it a lot. It's pretty fast paced. It's a good adventure uh, out out the gates from college. I always say, like you know, Orlando, the college that was one adventure. I'm looking for my next one, and I think I found it.
0: Now you're in your career, and you're looking back at all this time that you had with Take Stock Program. What would you say had more impact on your life? Was it the scholarships, or was it the mentorship?
1: Um, it was the mentorship. Figuring out how to pay for college. It's a uh, it's difficult. It's worrisome. It's bothersome, but there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, I know that uh, even if I didn't get all the scholarship that I gotten, I would have figured it out somehow. You know, even if I had, you know, worked two jobs, even if I had to take loans, I would have gotten it eventually. And the experience was what it was because of the mentorship that I had. My mentor, Lynn, and as well as the other mentors I've, you know, gathered uh, throughout the years. The advice they give and just the presence they bring to my life is so invaluable. Uh, you know, there's it's kind of funny how I can, you know, go into like a... A conversation with one of them with something pressing on my mind, or, you know, all these problems. I say, I got to work. I got to figure this out. You know, I need your advice. Yeah. And I'm looking for answers. And then we talk about anything else for two hours. And I leave feeling better anyways, just because it's that, that relationship. There's, it's indescribable, but it's also invaluable.
0: Absolutely. And I love that you still have that connection with your mentor to this day, and you can talk about anything. So we love that. Um, There's so many mentors that serve as an additional family member to our students. So we love seeing and hearing stories like that. Thinking about the future. How would you say you would like to pay it forward to the Take Stock and Children program? I know I heard a little inkling there about mentorship one day, but how do you want to pay back or pay it forward to Take Stock? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I want to be a a mentor for Take Stock one day. I think that uh, what Lynn did for me, I can only hope that one day I have that impact on someone else's life. And I think that working with Take Stock is a great step towards that. Uh, It was always, you know, that's always been on my list, you know, move back to. Tampa. It was a hectic move, you know. Get settled in your job, you know, kind of stabilize things, and then you know, up there on the list, you know, hey, get get back with TakeStock, come a mentor, you know. There's so many times that you know I can think of examples of people I know, and it's just that's the one thing they were missing, you know. It was you just need someone to fill that role, and instantly everything becomes so much more achievable.
0: That's so true. And why should other TakeStock alumni consider giving back to TakeStock?
1: Not only just to pay it forward, but I think it's good for you to keep growing as a person. I know some people kind of say, you know, like, oh, once you hit 25, you know, it's it kind of, that's the peak. You know, from there, you're kind of just, you know, holding on to stuff. I've never fallen for that. You know, the day we leave this earth, we're learning, growing, you know, becoming new and better people. Mm-hmm. And I think being a mentor is, you know, something that really can help someone do that. Uh, you know, not only are you give back to someone else, but, you know, you're going to learn from it. Uh, I know. I had a great conversation with when Lynn one time, and you know he just he told me he said you know I've learned a lot from you as well, Nicholas. You know I've you know just things that I've gotten out of this too that I never would have gotten elsewhere. And every relationship is mutually beneficial when it comes to that stuff. So
0: for sure. So we're gonna do a little role play before we leave. Imagine like you are now at at the time you're a mentor now, and you have like a student. And they're kind of going through something like what you have experienced in your life in the program. What advice would you give to that student about education, about college?
1: First say, you know, more than anything, it's important to know what you want to do. Uh, you know, that's a big decision. And it's, that's gonna you're going to make more times so than you can count in your life. But whatever plan you have, whatever decision you make, you know, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. Whatever you get to, make a plan. You know, it could be for, you know, it could be for five days, five weeks, five months, five years, make a plan and stick to it. Now, if you change your you know, plan, because, you know, you decide you want to do something else, there's no problem with that, you know, because it's what you want to do. But always have a plan and always be working on something to achieve that plan and never get frustrated with, you know, things aren't going fast enough. You know, at the end of the day, every person is enough. You know, there's no such thing as not good enough when it comes to Doing what you want to do in life. So that'd be my, probably the best advice I could give.
0: Take Stock Nation. I think Nicholas is ready to be a mentor. What do you think? <laughs> if you are interested in being a mentor, you can visit takestockandchildren.org and you can find your nearest Take Stock and Children program. We serve all counties in Florida. So be sure to sign up and serve a student like Nicholas. And lastly, Nick, where do you see yourself 20 years from now?
1: So, uh, twenty years from now, i'd I'd like to have my own venture of some sorts going on. Like you know, like I said, uh, taking that class in college, social entrepreneurship, it really was impactful for me. And you know, I think at this stage of my life, it's I think like I kind of want that balance of you know, I you know have something going on to you know put food on the table, and I want enough time to go out, you know, impact the world, but. 20 years, I'd really love to integrate those somehow and that, you know, what I do for a living, I feel like, you know, is having a positive impact on the world and really, you know, finding those causes that I believe in uh, personally, you know, there's a lot of things I'm extremely passionate about, passionate about cancer research, about uh, child care, especially, you know, about state care, improving that all the time. That's something that I can't speak to enough How how much help that needs. Uh, child hunger is another big thing that, you know, I've worked in the past on and just looking past the curtain realizing how big of a problem it is and how, how badly we need people looking at stuff like that. So those are all things that I hope one day I can live off of tackling those problems or at least tackling a small part of those problems.
0: For sure. And it's because of people like you, you going through what you experienced, you have that drive like no other and that determination to see that others can get the best quality care that they need whether it be healthcare, whether it be access to education, whether it be resources. So I thoroughly believe that oftentimes we go through things because we're meant to help someone else, especially if we survived it. But you're thriving, Nicholas. I I see that. So I'm so proud of you. And I'm thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story today, your take stock story. I'm so excited to see what else you have, including the impact that you're going to make outside of your career into your passions, your painting yes. <laughs> and the causes, the many causes that you're passionate about as well. So thank you again for your time. And we look forward to seeing you being a part of the Take Stock team as a mentor one day.
1: <laughs> yep, I look forward to it as well.
0: All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Many thanks to our alumnus, Nicholas Legere Harris for his story. And if you are a Take Stock alumni and you'd like to share how Take Stock and Children has impacted your life, we wanna hear from you. Please visit TakeStockandChildren.org and visit our alumni page where you can share your story as well as your information so we can stay in contact with you as we continue to build our growing alumni nation. And remember, wherever you go, you have a home here at Take Stock. Thank you again for listening to the Mentors and Milestones podcast.